Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yo, what up, family? It's your boy, Chef Chad Cherry, back for another edition of the Chef Culture Podcast. We're discussing food, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle. So if you've caught our other episodes, you know that we normally start out with a segment called The Recipe, which is where it's like a you know bird's eye view. It's a consultation piece where we're giving people the recipe, the tools for success, and hopefully giving them some, some starting points and hopefully giving you, the listeners, some starting points. And then we talk a little bit, the interview portion, and then we do food. Today, we're going to switch up a little bit, right? Today, we are going to do an interview, a more full interview. Um, I've got my brother, Chef Terrence Fisher, here, and I'm going to give him a proper introduction in a second, but I won't steal all the shot. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you, you know, I'm going to let you go in because you he got some bars, bro. He got enough <sighs> bars that we should have been recording everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him his time, and it's because... One thing that you'll notice is there are a lot of shows. It, it, well, I'm not even going to talk about other shows, but I'm going to say, yo, it's easy to cherry pick obvious success. It's easy to look at something and say, okay, you know, because I have the resources, I'm only going to pick the top, you know, 5%, 10%, whatever. And here is what you miss when you do that. You miss the actual grind. You miss what's happening. On this show, we have people that are very, very successful, but we're catching them on the rise still. They haven't reached their top. They haven't reached their plateau. And I think that the lessons that you learn on the way are the, are the ones, especially for all your future entrepreneurs and the people that are in the mud right now. Those are the lessons that you got to really like draw in on. So those are the kind of people we have. And Chef T is no exception to that. And um. It, it reminds me of, of some things that I've heard and, and reflected on MLK Weekend. Um, you know, we're going to talk about my brother. He, he said the line of progress is never a straight line, right? What he was referring to is what we often talk about, my wife and I, when we talk about business. He's like, yo, business is like a stair step. You're going to hit the ground running. You're going to go straight and you're going to hit a wall and you got to figure out how to climb that wall. Once you climb over that obstacle, you're going to go straight again until you hit your next obstacle. And it's a stair step. It's never a straight line up, right? But what happens is because of obstacles, we, we lose the feeling of progress. We sometimes mentally fall victim to the illusion that we're moving backwards. And it's not true. Like I said, it's a stair step. A stair step is going straight up, but it's not that straight. Well, it is a straight line if you just hit the peaks, right? But it is for us here to always just 
not just have fun. We're going to do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But to grow and observe and just uncover the truth and the truth about this entrepreneurship life for small business and especially for black and brown small business. That's a whole nother thing I'm, I'm going to get off of. Um, <clears throat> and the last thing which you will hear me say all the time before I turn over to Mike and let him introduce himself <laughs> is this, right? Education before compensation. And I want y'all to, 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 to really drill that in, man. Education before compensation, right? That's why you're listening. That's why you're here. We got education. We're gonna have a hell of a good time, but that's that's my purpose. I'm dropping knowledge on y'all. Chef Chad Cherry, that's what I do. I don't just hit you with that fire food, bro. We got some game to hit too. All right. So, Chef Terrence Fisher here, my brother. I met him uh how, how many years has it been, T? Uh, it's been it's been, it's been a good. minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been... It was well, well pre-pandemic. Was, yeah, was... yeah, yeah. It was at least two years pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So, so... no, one year. No, no, two years, two years. Okay, so yeah, four years. to five years ago, somewhere in that in that market, yeah. you know, after like three years of knowing someone, you stop counting the shit. You yeah. just be kind of like you be doing what you do, and um, you know, he he was one of the people when we were starting Chef Culture, we invited everybody out yeah. to meetings, and he was he just came through. He was just always himself, always a real dude, always genuine. And the more I got to know about him, the more I respected him. And um, I'm gonna let him tell his story, but you're gonna see that. He truly, he truly has lived this entrepreneurial thing. I mean, from starting from from scratch, 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 no clients to to building a successful <laughs> sauce, literally like how 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 what what did Luda say he was moving units out the trunk? Right. Yo, T was moving sauce out the trunk. You know, having this sauce do it. Had to do it, man. You know, to to now being in demand enough that. He can kind of pick and choose yeah. what he wants to work on, when he wants to work on, but also to the real life of overcoming a major um, health issue. Yep. Yeah. And 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 seeing through all that, and still being able to smile and get up and do this every day, bro. And that's that's tough. So, without further ado, <laughs> Chef Terrence Fisher, what's up, man? Talk to the people, man. You know, man. I was about to hit you with one of these, man, for the people, right man. On. You, right, right on, on right, right on. on. <laughs> No, I'm good. I'm glad to be here, man. You know, um, you know, it's look, you know, the, the ambiance in here is, yeah. you know, so I got to dim my eyes a little bit, you know, and get in the mic like I'm about to in the booth and about to, you know, lay down I mean, the cold bars, six bro, we listen. You know what I'm it's saying? Hold on, I don't know what to do with my hands right now, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, so as Chef Chad said, you know, I'm Chef T, aka Terrence Antoine Fisher. You know, the real chef, uh, <laughs> the real chef T. That's an inside joke. <laughs> That's an inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I've I've been in this culinary game for uh, since uh, 2012, mm-hmm. actually 2010, um, when I uh, graduated from culinary school, um, and then um, no one wanted to hire me because they said uh, I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> and I, they gave me the. Oh well, you you know you're inexperienced, you know. And, well, how the hell am I supposed to get experience if I don't get it? I've always said that my entire life is like, how do I get experience if you know you don't give me an opportunity? So it was it wasn't that, you know, um, the confidence had already been always been there um, because you know I felt like I learned a lot in culinary school and I knew there were some things that I needed to learn, and I did it the the hard way, you know. So I, I literally. Started cooking from my church on Wednesdays, you know what okay. I mean? And I wasn't getting paid because um, it wasn't never about the money. It was about the experience, about honing my craft. And um, 
So for me, it was it was just trying to really hone in on the experience part. And that only comes with time. You know, um, you can't rush that. Um, just like a great stew or a great soup, you know, the longer, the slower, the better, mm -hmm. um, the more flavor you're going to build. And then it's even better the next day. So for me, it's like, you know, check me in 10 years and then you see where I'm at. And yeah. fast forward, check me now. So You know what I mean? <laughs> dude, I, well, I want you to complete your thought, right? Um, but I have, I have a question for you. I'm, you were saying check you now. All right, so. You got any more I got a question. I'm sorry. You just, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, because sometimes I just be like off the like I won't complete something, but I you know because I'm that's just how well, I think. I'm trying you to bring you mean? back around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. To it. Even though I've known you for years, I'm still hearing a lot of stuff for the first yeah. time. So I'm, I'm yeah. hearing the story as well. And um, I wanted to know because we we heard where you started, right? We heard mm -hmm. how you started. Um, and I know there's more to that, but. What was your motivation, right? This culinary career is something different. This is yeah. a different beast. Why this? What was your motivation, man? Oh man, that's a that my motivation was I felt like once I got into culinary school and that first class, like it's, it's different for everybody, but mm -hmm. for me it was just like I belonged. It was like being part of a brotherhood that you know, uh, you see, and it and it and it didn't hit me until you know, like the first class, and then you're you're sitting there going, okay, can I do this? You know, am I supposed to do this? And then you start seeing things and starting setting goals, and that was the biggest thing. Is when um, I walked the the campus, I said, man, I want to become, or I want to get inducted into the honor society. You know, for you know, in culinary school. In high school, I never thought like that. Like it, so for me, it was a different thought. You know what I mean. And even when I went home, you know, and I talked, and and it was just like, okay, a different focus. I was more focused. I was more honed in to learning. Um, and then once I started learning and figuring out, you know, seeing recipes, and then I started like thinking outside of the box. Then like it just the light bulb went off. And it was just, it went off in a good way. Like, I mean, it was just like, I didn't have to think anymore. And then it was just like second nature. Okay. Like breathing. Oh, so, so for you, what you're saying is that, that you had to, it was, it's natural. Like it's almost like that thing where you, you walk in and you do something and you realize what you was doing. This is the right thing. It's almost like, ah, oh, yeah, this right here is right. Like, you yeah. know how it just felt right. And that's, that's dope. For culinary school, but we know a lot of people go to culinary school. They <laughs> they finish culinary school and then they go off and yeah. you know join the real world, yeah. right? Because people don't consider this profession yeah. <laughs> a real job. They get a yeah. real job, right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't consider cooking. I you know I can't tell you the women I dated before my wife because I didn't really date a lot of women before my wife, but there was some that happened to say, "Hey, <laughs> you know, when you gonna get a real job?" <laughs> yeah, and, and I'd be like, I'd be like, yo, this is this is a. It's like now, nah, you know, you you cooking. No, I'm a chef. <laughs> yeah, but you cooking, and, and you know, it's it's hard. So that's what I'm saying. What was your motivation, dude? Like, what kept you going? There's, there's got to be a why. There's got to be a deep why there. It was it was never about the title, um, because I know people can get into the whole. <laughs> are you a chef? Or are you a cook? Or you did you know like. 
for me, it was. We're not going to go down that rabbit nah, hole? Nah, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Because it's like, it's because it's, I, I feel you. Like, some people, they cook great, but they're not a chef. You know what I mean? Like, and then some people are a chef, but they can't cook. That Don't part. let that go over your head. <laughs> Do not let that go. I said what I said. <laughs> you a chef, but you can't cook more. Exactly. But hey, bro, who made this? You know what I mean? But they got clientele out the, you know, yin yang. But but but, but again, you know, you know, you know the salt and pepper movement. That hey. thing is a, <laughs> that salt and pepper movement. For me, it different. was never about the title. It was never about anything monetary that I can hold on to. It was something deeper than that. It was a connection that I had with my grandmother that oh, it was a connection that I had with my grandmother that that I felt. So for me, it's like when she passed away when I was, I forget how old I was, but it was way before culinary school. Yeah, yeah. So, but she was a cafeteria, you know, um, lady. You know what I mean? So her whole life she cooked. Yeah. So for me, it was like, so for me, it was like, Oh, okay, you know, your grandmother cooked and then but then when I when I started doing it in culinary school, like we I felt a deeper connection. connection to. So for me it was just like, oh okay, if I can feel like that, because I missed my grandmother. So did you cook I, with her going? No. Okay. Never, you know, like I did, like I would lick the bowl, you know. <laughs> I, mean, you I know, know I had the come here, baby. Yeah, hey. you know, here's the bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for me, it was just like, okay, now I that was our connection. That was my connection to her. Um, and then, like, even growing up, like, I hated cooking. Like, I remember my mom would be like, take this out, take that out. I'm like, oh, man, I ain't doing that. Like, I don't want to do that. And then, like, five minutes before she was supposed to be home, I got chicken in the sink trying to defrost it real quick. Because <laughs> she done told you. Right. She told me, like, five hours ago to take it out. But I waited. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm playing video games, you know, or reading a book. And then... um and then so uh yeah so trying to do that defrost in five minutes that ain't happening so you know what happened and then you get in trouble you yeah know, you get yelled at so I, mean, I hated it i hated cooking you know and then it was there was a switch though and i don't know when that switch happened but i know once i got to culinary school i was in i was doing what i needed to do you know what i mean and i, mm -hmm. I when i was born to do because um i started waking up going man let me practice my uh, knife knife skills. I'm waking up at three in the morning. You know what I mean? Opening up my shelf bag, just dicing up large dice. All right, That's medium it. dice. Medium dice. That, exactly. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. So for me, it was it was like reading. Like we got the flavor Bible. You know, in oh, oh, remember school. that book. So I'm reading it, and it's and it's literally. So this book, the flavor Bible, is so literally fun. just. It shows you an item and then what things, you know, go with that item. Here, but it's a, it is a big book. Right. And so I'm flipping through it. It's not like you're reading it like the cat in the hat. You know what I mean? Type thing. It was it's but it's just you're studying it. and I wanted to soak up so much, you know, and then it wasn't because it wasn't about like Googling recipes. It wasn't about Googling, you know, different things. It was more so as I want to understand flavor for profiles deeper to the point where. I can walk in anybody's house, no matter what they have, and make them a dish out of whatever they have in their refrigerator, period, period. You know what I mean? And so that, that's different than, you know, it's like, it's like 
it's like for me, like my one of my favorite characters in Marvel, Doctor Strange. People didn't like Doctor Strange, but at the end of the day, he was he knew who he was before he knew who he, he was. was. And when he got to where he was, it was then it was it was a wrap. He's like, my kids, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Now he's you know doing his thing, but he already knew who he was because he had that in him. You know what I mean? And then so when it became, he got the title. It was already him. So then, I mean, as you say that, dude, because your passion comes through when you speak. I hear all of it, and I and I feel it, right? (laughs) But. Oftentimes, as we're going down our paths, man, you know, passion meets real world, and, and there's a full stop, <laughs> right? There's a full stop, yeah. you know, because especially as as adults, we we want to be. I mean, adulting sucks, um, right. but it's something we have to Facts. do. And more than that, as a as any person, as any man or woman wants to be fully actualized, right? So, meaning like, um, I want certain objects that other people that have been working in a career field for a certain amount of time have had. Um, I want vacations. I want people to recognize me. Um, how, how has that been for you in being an independent entrepreneur? Because I know you, you know, I know you've been able to build a successful career inside of the culinary industry, but you've also, you built your own thing. How has that been, man, that passion versus reality and just, What's going on, man? Take us into your day as a, as an entrepreneur. <laughs> I I never looked at it as um as like what this person has or what you know what they had. I it was more so you know I I I was just like yo I got to get it like you know what I mean like in order to be successful I got to push myself to a point where mm-hmm. you know for lack of a better word you know I'm gonna say it. And people are going to be like, oh, go ahead, fam, go in. Mamba mentality, you know what I mean? The late, great Kobe Bryant. But but people hated him, you know what I mean? But his work ethic was second to none. And for me, it was just like, okay, how how hard can I push myself to get to where I need to get? You know what I mean? To where I want to be successful for me, not for anybody else. It wasn't like my – some people's why is like their kids, Mm -hmm. their wife, their, you know, family, their – and my why was for me, you know what right. I mean? Because I wanted to figure out who I was. And the closer I got to knowing who I was internally, then it, everything else became easy, you know? You know? That makes sense, man. I've, I've heard people say that that um, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. I've heard that said a lot of times. And that, that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, I'm sure there's still some challenges. And this is where, um, this is where we, we tend to separate folk. Like, in chef culture, when I'm checking out a chef and I want to, you know, reach out to them as opposed to them reaching out to us and I want to say, hey, listen, we want to invite you to, to come join the culture. Oftentimes I'm looking to see growth points. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can you can see certain elevations in people's food, but it's the stories behind the stories that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So for you, man, what were some of those inflection points? Because you've had you've had a journey, dude. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, you have your sauce, yeah. you have your personal chef. Like you don't yeah. just do one thing. What right. are some of those growth points that really helped you help shape where you're at? I think is just not not settling for one thing. Like mm-hmm. when, when when I have a thought, it's just like it's like a dish. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can be simple and just yeah. be like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna just do my mirepoix. You know what I mean? And, you know, Google it if you don't know what that is. You know what I mean? But those that do know, you know, 
Um, I'm not going to take the time to go into that. But anyways, I might you do can a recap add, of that one. I might, I might add that to my recap. <laughs> right. You can then add other stuff to that. You may, you know, want to add a mushroom or a tomato or, you know, a shallot or, you know, you may want to add some herbs, you know, um, or some chipotles. Like chipotles are my favorite thing to use. So I may add chipotle. So I want to add the smokiness and some heat. Um, so I'm going to add that. So it and then you allow those things to develop, you know. So for me, it was like, OK, yes, I'm doing I'm doing this. But for a long time, people said, oh, you should, you know, you should do a sauce because like I would play around with sauces and stuff. And how Jade sauce came about is, you know, what you're referring to. That started at the country club. That was just like, hey, we need a sauce for these chicken wings. What you got? I said. Give me five minutes. I got you. And I created it and didn't write it down. <laughs> the next day they were like, oh, oh man, what was this sauce? What was this sauce? And I was like, oh, I remember. And sure enough, still didn't write it down. Uh-huh. Did it again, right? Then we go fast forward. That was back in 2015. Fast forward to 2000. What was three years ago? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We've been drinking. Nah, yeah. uh, <laughs> I ain't been drinking. I drank water. I did. Um, nah, 2019. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say 2018. Okay. So four years, uh, four years ago. Right. Um, I said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce it to the students at the college that I work at. Mm-hmm. Did that. Students went crazy. Chef, you need to bottle this stuff up. I don't know. Still hasn't haven't written it down. Um, hey, you need to bottle this up. I was like, all right, let me try it. So then I I was like, I ordered some bottles, bottled it up. Then I started doing what, you know, like, the, you know, I mean, in the 80s, you know, you want to get a mixtape out or you want to get your mm-hmm. record out. You got to do it out of the trunk. You know what I mean? Word of mouth. That's the best thing. Man, before I knew it, it was... <laughs> it was going like, for lack of a better word, it was going like crack. <laughs> it was, it was, it hit the street and like, I'm talking about people were, it was taking out like the first month I did 120 bottles. All right. So then within, I was like within six months, seven months or whatever, I was around 400, 500 bottles. To this date now I'm close to like 800 bottles sold. And it's like, and that's just me just like not marketing it a whole mm-hmm. lot. That's, that's just all right organic, you know. And the great thing about it is I've not had one person tell me they didn't like it. They've there have been people that said, Hey, you know, it's great, but you know, like I preferred your other sauce better. Which and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like for me, and then it's just like I always tell people, I was like, it was a God thing because I, I still have yet to write it down. <laughs> I, um, I'm gonna need you. It's still not written down. Like, you know what? We have but the thing of it is, sir, just, just I, get a camera and just record yourself. I'm, I'm it, it's it's not written down, but it it's okay because it's there, it's in the vault. Yeah, you know, and and so you know, like one of my boys, he he has it in his restaurant. Um, he s- serves it with one of his sandwiches that he made. And so it's like people love it. So for me, it's just like I'm I'm glad that they love it, you know, because, you know, um, because I love it, you know. So, dude, dude, that that's big. I mean, for for chefs 
we struggle for, in the, I'm going to be specific. I'm not even going to say for chefs. For independent black and brown chefs, we are constantly struggling with the having to be a full person, meaning making enough money to pay your bills. Right. Right. If we keeping it, if we keeping it gangsta out this joint, right? Constantly, that's a constant struggle. And you would think that, I mean, because all of us can rattle off names of celebrities we've serviced and right. these gigs and blah, blah. So you would think that with all the credentials, that wouldn't be an issue, but it's an issue. So some of us, as we grow, get to a place where they say, yo, I need to create a product. But they don't put the time or energy behind it. Your product has legs without you marketing it. So that's something. And, and what I noticed with you is that we were picking up a lot of steam pre-pandemic. Right. right. I mean, we were picking up a lot of steam. Right. And then the pandemic hit and you didn't stop. You rolled in with your sauce. You rolled in yeah. with your clients. You kept going. You actually picked up. But then life hit you. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you've been building. You said 10, 10 plus years. Right. Yeah. So yeah. this is grinding. This is, you know. What is it? Is it uncommon for you to work twenty days straight? Nah, exactly. Nah, nah right. Nah. So what? I mean, tell tell the folks. Like, I mean, I know what happened, <laughs> right? Yeah, life. But life hit you, and you came to a. You had to come to a complete stop for a second. Yeah, if you, it's one of those things where you really have to check yourself, you know, or you yourself will check you. You know, and myself checked me hard <laughs> <laughs> and like checker, to the point checker. where it was just like, it was like, hey, uh, tap, tap, tap. I can't tap on the desk because the, the the sound guy said I can't. Cause, <laughs> so I had to say tap, tap, tap. That's me tapping on the desk. But anyways, <laughs> it hit me to the point where I was at work and I went to my cafe next door and told you know, my coworker, I say, hey, call 911. And uh, and I, I don't do hospitals. I don't do, even if 911 come, I'm not getting an ambulance because that's $500. And, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Ain't nobody you got that. Ain't nobody got hey, hey if, that. I could, if I could yeah. walk, I could drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm talking to you, that means I don't need to go. So it was oh, one okay. of those, you know. But this time I was like, nah, I got to go. And um, come to find out, when I got there, my, um, my my a1c was like 17 my you know um blood sugar level was like close to like 850 and so and and the nurse would look at me literally shouldn't have been walking yeah the nurse looked at me and she said you realize like 400 is a coma you know and i'm just like yeah and i'm like what and she was like yeah so you can imagine you know 800 like your body is shutting down on you you shouldn't be moving. You shouldn't be let alone talking like anything like that. So for me, it was like, it was like I said, my, my body checked me. And then um, I had, I had an event that upcoming weekend and I literally was just like, man, like, I'm like, okay, I'll be in the hospital a couple of days. And then they were like, well, we're going to keep you. So they yep. kept me for like two days. And I was like, well, I need to make this call now. Cause I ain't got time to to wait because I, you know, the last thing you want to do is refund somebody money. So me being me, I was like, yo, I called Chef Chad, Chef Dre, and um, had them, you know, do the event for me because um, it, it meant more for me for the event to get done. Like, you know, I, I wasn't worrying about, you know, my my pockets. I, you know, I gave them the money or whatever and um, that I was paid for the event. It was more so of, you know, 
um, the out of respect for the client, you know, um, because there that was their event that they were, you know, planning and it was a special time, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. So for me, it was just like, okay, let me just make sure. And then I even text. I'm in the hospital texting, you know, the client, just let them know what's up and hey, you know, these chefs are going to be coming and da da da. Gabe, you know, like so. If you don't, um, if you're in that situation, you just got to prepare yourself. And that's, that's basically what I did. So after that, you know, it was more so of, you know, get right, you know, start working out more. Um, and then also it's taking breaks. You know what I mean? Start working out more. Yeah. And taking breaks. What, what, I mean, you've had some amazing results. Cause you say, and after that, you just kind of rolled off, bro. But like, you've been able to cut. I mean, how many pounds, dude? Well, eighty so far in seven months. Yeah, yo, 80. that that is phenomenal. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And you, you, I mean, what has that done for your health? Oh, it's great. I mean, I have more energy. Um, I mean, my 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 levels are back to normal. Um, and then just my physical focus is is better. Um, I don't feel so lethargic, and you know, um, so now I getting more water. You know, more, you know, I don't do any, you know, anything with sugar, you know, as far as like drinks and stuff like I, you know, sugar free drinks and. Gotcha. You know. So let me ask you, because we're, we're winding down on time here. If you could leave the guests with one reason why they should go with Chef T. Why Chef T? Because I'm saying, Why are you important to the world, sir? Say and that. I got a and I got a banging smile. <laughs> I'll take it. it. You know what I mean? That's cool. You know, that, that's it, because I'm cute. I mean, you know, that's me. Listen, I can tell you from <laughs> personal experience, man, you know, and, and I, I'm not in the business of hyping everybody up, but the best chefs are not found in restaurants, man. Like, real talk, you have some, literally some of the most amazing food. There are black and brown chefs that are mm -hmm. walking around everywhere that are just phenomenal, and, and they just need, you know, I mean, they don't even need opportunity. We got opportunities, but... We need a certain level of respect. Put some respect on our name, right? And that comes in a form of dollars. So when you call us and you hire us for gigs, when you hear this man's story, understand what he's put into this. This is years of his life. This yeah. is his physical health. If he was working any other profession, he probably wouldn't have ended up in the hospital at that rate because a months or maybe years earlier, he would have went when he started feeling crazy. But most of the time, your chefs don't have health insurance, right? We don't have a lot of the things that all y'all take for granted, and we always show up. So understand that. Put some respect on their name. Cut that check, because even when we're in the hospital, we're still going to get your event done. And that's what we do. We show up every time, man. That's how Chef Culture yeah. rolls. So how we roll. <laughs> So, yeah, so, um, Chef T, man, thank you very much. Can you just drop your social media for everybody, and I'll put it in the thing, and we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, um, at Chef Terrence Fisher. That was at Chef Terrence Fisher. Yo, T-Fish, awesome, awesome story. Uh, and I just shortened his name. Chef Terrence Fisher, amazing story. Go check him out on social media. Get to know that man. I always tell people you got to love the person as much as you love the food so in this case you gotta love the chef as much as you love the plate so you gotta get to know him but um as we move on every podcast we do a segment called elevated eats and this podcast is no different and if i sound a little funny it's just because we just finished laughing and munching and good food to do that to you so um today on the elevated eats segment uh because i prepared the meal we have our guest 
Michael C. Pitts, who is the founder of Exclusive Marketing and co-owner of Studio Max, which is where we're sitting right now recording this amazing podcast and where you can also come get it in. He is on the mic with me because I don't want to critique myself. I'm hella biased. I'll let you know off rip. But uh, me and his brother, we just can talk about the food and just chop it up. And if we veer off topic, that's all right, damn it. It's late. Okay, don't judge us. <laughs> so, Thanks. so brother, welcome, welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're always on the on the you're always on the camera and the computer, but they don't get to hear your voice as much. Oh yeah, yeah, always behind the scenes. I don't mind. You don't mind? I, mean, I don't mind at all. It's, it's 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 necessary, man. I enjoy just hoping I'm being part of the show. You know, man, listen, so it's cool. Everything that y'all hear that actually is like really cool, like the music and the other stuff, and and how it sounds like the podcast is all one thing. That's him. It definitely ain't me. And if y'all know me personally, you know that is no lie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So um, tonight, man, you know, uh, if I have a chef on as a guest, um, one of the biggest privileges you could ever do for a chef, and I'm going to tell you all this now because people are like, no, I don't want to do this. One of the biggest things you could ever do for a chef is to cook for them. Because we feed people all day and we don't get to eat like you would think. And we definitely at some point don't always want to eat our food. So if I have a chef on as a guest, I'm like, I should cook. Or at least find, make sure someone cooks for them. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to be like, oh, I'm intimidated. I don't want to cook for a chef. Yo, dude, if you heard what we eat. Like Mike was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> That was crazy. That was new. That was new to me. Yeah, we yeah. was talking about hot dogs, Taco Bell, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was yeah. talking about some potato chips and a sandwich and facts. Like he eats that, and that's that's a good meal for him. Yeah, because you don't have to eat crazy. up anything, right? You don't have if to. If you've do never had a potato chip sandwich, you are missing out. It'll <laughs> that's fill your wild. belly, and you can go to sleep, right? And yeah, and you don't have to wash nothing. But no, that was um, you know, that's our privilege. So look, before you think that you can't cook for a chef, just understand this is a situation where the thought matters. So. That's my public service announcement for all y'all out here, and especially uh, young ladies or young men, because there's there's chefs of both sexes. If y'all trying to date a chef, cook for the chef. Mm. And then when the chef asks you if he can or she can cook for you, say yes. Mm. Right? Because if we actually take the time to cook for you, we give a damn. We give a whole lot of dams, actually. That's a message. We don't just cook just because. So I know some people be like, oh, that's probably your game. No, 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 no. Mm. My game is taking you out. Mm. If I invite you to actually cook, I care. Yeah, see, ladies, we learning something over here. Pay attention. See? see? So, yeah, brother. So, all right, so I digress, man. So, tonight, I, I blessed. I did uh, shrimp and cilantro chili butter yes. dish. Yes. Right? And there's more to it, but I just... Talk to me, fam. Like I said, I know I'm biased. So just listen, listen. So um, off camera, before we even got on, I was kind of explaining and just going through the motions and all the emotions I experienced when I tried this food out. So I'm a foodie in myself. I'm happy. If most people know me, if like any of my friends watch this, listen, they know I love food. Like I get happy and giddy. Like I'm in my I'm in my zone. Uh, but I have a I have a pretty expensive palate. Like I like to eat out at nice restaurants where. You know, quality chefs are at, and I eat and have eaten in different places. I've been to France, eaten there, um, a lot of different places. And the food I ate today from this man here was a full experience. So when I took the first bite, and I think we got video. You got video. Yeah, I got video of it. I'm I'm gonna post it because it was. I took my first bite, and it was like a delayed reaction, and it was first bite of the shrimp. Okay, and I was like, oh, all of a sudden the flavor like hit me. 
And he was like, no, 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 no. You got to eat it with the cucumber and the tomato that makes a difference. So I'm like, nah, bye, I'm going to try it out. It was in a completely different flavor when I mixed them all together. And it had me like so much so to the point where I was literally anticipating every single bite. And I was making different combinations on my own plate, <laughs> trying to see if this tastes different with this combination because there were so many different flavors going on yeah. on, on the plate that it was like it was an experience every single time. It was fun. And what's interesting, like what's what's difficult about that dish, right, mm -hmm. is as a chef, you want to give like I, I'm my wife would tell you I'm extra. So I want right. to add in this and I want to add in that one. The difficulty with that dish when I was conceptualizing it is how do you not mess it up? And this is what I mean by hmm. mess it up, right? Okay. <clears throat> it's good enough. That anything that goes with, because the shrimp and the sauce are that that's that's it. But anything that goes with the shrimp and the sauce has to build and not subtract, right? So, so that's so, why the rice, the rice was a simple rice, right? It, it's actually it was actually was good too. It was a truffle cilantro rice with the onions and the peppers in there. <clears throat> so it's not overpowering, but it's a nice flavor mm -hmm. combos. But the idea for the tomato and the cucumber was. The sauce by itself, if you if you ever just had the sauce straight, you, you would think it's very, very strong, mm -hmm. right? Um, so you need a palate cleanser. And then because it's a butter-based sauce, you don't want that because it can be heavy on your tongue, right? Heavy mm -hmm. on your palate, especially so after like True. a couple bites of that, you end up saying, oh, it was wonderful on bite one, but by bite five, I'm done. And then a lot of restaurants you go to, they put a heavy sauce over a pasta and like, you, you know, bite one, right, two, right, right. three, but you know. So I wanted people to be able to refresh their palate and have an experience. And what most people don't think about is like tomatoes are effing phenomenal. Right. Right. Cucumbers. My favorite. Cucumbers are more like water, right? Because you're yeah. like, I don't know. But when you put them together and you add some seasoning and then you let the sauce carry, what, what you were experienced was each thing changed the flavor, but then it also refreshed your palate. So right. you were ready for another bite. That makes so much sense. See, I didn't even think about that, but that makes so much sense. So each time, each bite tastes like and felt like the first one. Yes. Like every single time. Every single time. That makes sense. That's mm -hmm. that's dope. I was telling them, this is like sorcery, man. It's like <laughs> wizardry. The way whatever just happened before we got on, we tried this food out. Like I was literally, I'm literally thrown, thrown I'm blown yeah. away. Just because of how good the food is. And he did something with the, he was like the cilantro. Yes. And there was cilantro on Fresh the plate. Fresh cilantro. Fresh cilantro that he put on top of the rice. And when you mix that with um, the shrimp, the, the tomato, and the and cucumber then, yep. combo, it like brightens the, the flavor up. And it really did. It really does. Like legitimately. So what I've learned is when the chef tells you a certain way to eat their meal, eat it that way. Please eat it that way. Follow instructions, yeah, people. Yeah, it's for a reason. Don't be the one kid in the class that's like, mm. I don't eat that. <laughs> if we put it on the plate, like my wife and I, we had this conversation coming mm -hmm. over because when I first met her, I'd be like, yo, babe, try this. She'd be like, I don't know. And I was like, yo, trust me. There's so many things. I was like, I know this sounds wild. And right. I've had to tell people in advance, hey, now that you know me as a chef, if I bring you something that sounds wild, you got to try it. Just try it. Got to try it. Like we have one, um, we do a honey baked pear. Oh my god. Honey baked pear with blue cheese and balsamic. Blue See? Cheese. Blue cheese and balsamic. Now, for people that really can't do blue, we'll roll it with the goat. Right? Okay. And you would think that you'd be like, there's absolutely no way. I'm already thinking that, bro. My guy. Blue cheese with my guy. 
you talk That's about you talk about F it up. You talk you talk about sit there and look at the salad differently. <laughs> Yo, I've done that. I did that with the plate earlier, so I, I got it. I kind of had to believe you though, because that I looked at like the plate, like I missed it, like I didn't. So still on the same meal, like, yeah, even going this, and yeah. trusting with what you're saying with the food. Like I didn't want to eat all of the food too fast because of the experience like it was that good so just because of that i'm i'm gonna trust you on that I'm, I'm gonna put you on some stuff man and it's it's interesting because that dish was one of the first the origin of that dish was when i bought my first restaurant um with uh one of my business partners and dre we brought dre on mm -hmm. uh after we bought this restaurant but it was an organic french caribbean bistro now i was not a chef at the time but i bought this place and they gave us i think they gave us like five recipes and then we had to develop the rest. Well, we did escargot with mm. snails. Yeah, with the um, with the uh, the the French baguettes that we were just talking about, right? right. That was a whole experience. Mm. And um, we used it was a version of like that cilantro chili butter, but we put anise in there. Mm. Um, yeah, and then we put uh, it was anise, and then we put some anisette, actual liquor. And it, it changed the flavor, but for escargot, because snails are so strong. Right. Right. So this is something that it started one way, but as I kept tasting it and then being in South Florida, you know, you get more of a Latin Caribbean palate. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And then um, just as we started playing with it, it, it refined into what it is now, which is much more of a cilantro base, a lot less alcohol, a lot less residual. And instead of going on escargot, which is still fire on escargot, right. we moved it over to shrimp and chicken. And I tell you, bro, that mm. that's one of them things that slaps. It sounds Anyways, like it's, it sounds like it's hitting heavy. Anywhere, that sounds bro. good. Anywhere, but uh, you oh know, my goodness, yeah, yeah, and it just shows you like how how recipes can morph, right? Based on your palate, like um. When people ask me to cook for them, I'm always like, especially if they ask me to cook something that's traditional. Yeah. I'm like, hey, realize this. I'm a chef. I'm going to put my sauce on it. Right. So right. it ain't going to be. It's not going to be my grandma. To. Made, and I, you uh, got to ask if they're okay with it. But if you get people that are okay with experiencing something different, then you're able to do that. And that's like one of the best, like outside of what you just said, when mm -hmm. you were sitting, you like, yo, that's sorcery. You talk about a compliment? That's, that's bro. I wasn't lying though. That's that's, a, I know fact. it's sorcery. Like legitimately, what happened on that plate? That was sorcery. I don't even know how to. I, don't, I can't describe it really. Like it's, <laughs> it was that good. See to where you okay? You know how you eat something, yeah, and then you like you sit back and you like, kind of look at it like, <laughs> like what's wrong with this, this picture? Like, yeah, it's like nah, that didn't that didn't, that didn't happen. Nah, that, that's how that was, man. That's it's crazy. Thank you, bro. Legitimately, you, like that was that was different for me. So that's I'll never forget that. Bro. Thank you, bro. And I, I appreciate you trusting me. And that's mm. that's what I was what I was saying. That was that was the whole point of my long story, guys. Yeah. Is that trust your chef, right? That's why we would say the best chefs aren't just in restaurants because we get stifled, right? Mm. You you get a chef. Trust your chef if they make recommendations, especially if they've asked you. Just trust because we go, we gonna hit you with some things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we gonna hit because the goal is like like what you did. You know, like I said, the best compliment is I can tell that when you were eating, you were just focused on the plate. Like time had stopped. Mm -hmm. Exactly, facts. Like exactly, I was there. That's all that I saw. That that was that's what experience, bro. That's all we need, man. That's, that's that's the thing, you know, and and that's why I know y'all can't 
see it and I know you didn't taste it, but I just bringing y'all into the part of this is not just to make you hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Which it does. It does. Um, but the reality is we out here working late, so we got to feed each other. We got to eat. Um, so there's a, there's a practical part of it, but the real thing is to get you into the thought process, right? And this thought process, it's a two-part thing because as much as I enjoy thinking and creating, I need your feedback. I mm. need people to eat it and just tell me what it is, good, bad, and different, mm. right? Because without that, like, I don't, I don't know if I did it right. And then like, like what T was saying when he's like, yeah, I made the sauce and I didn't write it down. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> Stuff can differ. Mm-hmm. So now in my head, I'm like, all right, th- this one right here, this sauce, whatever I did, I got to do that exact one. That's the one right it, there. Right, right. You got to do the exact thing so, again. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Like, uh-huh. that's, I just I just wish everyone could experience what I experienced. <laughs> it, was, it was that deep where I literally was focused on the plate. And we had all these people in here. And I was focused on the plate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> each and everybody, brother. So thank you. My my total pleasure, man. My total pleasure. So listen, y'all, we we are gonna wrap it up because um I'm about to go back and look and see if I have any more. Um (laughs) (laughs) it'll be right behind you, bro. Well that's what you gotta tell me. When you because I did pack your plate for go. Oh next day, I just need to know if you got the same experience. I need to know if we get it or if it's consider it done. Okay. Consider it done. That's lunch. All right, that's That's lunch. So yeah, y'all. So listen, if you love this, look for this post online. Um, I might be enticed one day to write a recipe. I don't know if that ever happened, but maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll actually shoot how this is made one day. But thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of the Chef Culture Podcast. Like we said, food, entrepreneurship, lifestyle. It's a movement. You know what I'm saying? Cooking is something you do. Chef is something you live. All right, get at me. I'm Chef Chad Cherry. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Chef Chad Cherry. But really, just go follow Chef Culture with a K. I should have said that earlier. Chef Culture with a K on all social media platforms. And definitely download, like, and subscribe to this podcast. I'll see you all on the flip side. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University, that's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.